This is your announcer, Shannon St. Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. Where the only thing that stinks more than the holodets they served at the Christmas party, is the tiny holiday bonus I just got. I just saw a Lamco job posting for a sexy robotic announcer, so you nerds better reach into those wallets. Our IP live cast starts. Now. Wow, We just Shannon. hired her! Yeah, Shannon's on the job a few weeks, she already wants a raise? Jeez. Fuck's sake, lady. How dare you? I've been getting her back, you know, but start doing that shit. She's going to be demanding a union. It's like, you know what, Shannon? Calm down, all right? We're all for workers' rights, but why don't you relax? Also, can I I ask a question? Like, Always. Is is there some way you could maybe approach this topic off the air? Yeah. This is very passive-aggressive. Yeah. But I do on the on the professional flip side though she did go through with the announcement that she was uh, contracted to make. Yeah. And we do <laughs> we, you know one thing we do offer here on RIPL Livecast is creative freedom with your voiceovers and you know much like with Chuck Blandington we let Shannon basically fill in the blanks as long as she introduces the show and and that it starts now the rest is up to her and the rest is up, that we hired her because her comedy ai fit with the voice of the show metaphorical voice of the show that creative freedom shit man we're gonna have to look (laughs) into that yeah we might need to have to oversee these uh, intros from now on sign off on them but we want to sign we'll definitely sign off on you giving us a ring the phone lines are open we're hot number is 213 wide nut 213-943-3688 any religious final. clerics wanna wanna dial in? Any re- rebbies? Any imams? In case you don't know, Sid's referring to last week. We had a, a a call from a man who was clearly deranged and uh, <laughs> and professed to be a pastor and used not uh, deranged because he was that a pastor. Part. Oh but. no, no, he, a, a deranged man claimed to be a pastor. By the way, I, I made a vow a couple of weeks ago that every week I would say what RIP stands for in RIP Livecast, and I forgot to do it last week. So I'd like to retroactively go back and say that last week's RIP stood for Random Inspirational Pastor. Mm. I thought you were going to say incoherent, but inspirational. <laughs> That's also good. That, you know, fine. You win. Random <laughs> incoherent pastor. Even better. I didn't mean to compete with you. I'm sorry. No, man. Listen, we, we're aiming for the best RIP, whatever it is. It doesn't. is. I'm not precious about it. Sweet. Do you have one for this week? The show has to happen first. Yeah. Check back with me in like you know oh, eighty five minutes. Damn, really I impatient, Pesbani. <laughs> there we go. Done, done. My work here is done. We'll see. Yeah, that, that's like awesome. a nice cheap. My my initials are RIP. So if you're ever in a bind, Sid. Wait, what's the what's middle, name middle name again? My middle name so. is Itzhak. I, well, I probably shouldn't really give the, this is like a security. You've probably question. said it before. I just yeah, I've definitely yeah. said it, but it's Isaac. It's All right. That's wait that that makes the name of the show even better. You had you should have mentioned that earlier and said that that's why we changed it. I that have makes, mentioned it earlier. I've mentioned it multiple times on the show, but you guys just don't listen to me. No, I mean like in the last few weeks, like we're changing uh, the show to reflect my initials because it's all about me, motherfuckers. I was gonna say that's not doesn't make it better. That makes it worse. Before it was neutral. <laughs> now his name's in the fucking title and ours isn't. Get the fuck out of here. 
if there's ever legal action pending, we're fucked. It's got to be like fucking uh, our Robert Itzcock Pesbani's Armada featuring <laughs> Thurman Mendershuk. <laughs> Thurman Mendershuk, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, I mentioned yeah. it in the show preview, but it's the final mental injection or RIP live cast Jeez. of uh, 2021. And uh uh, not that that really even means anything. <laughs> it just so happens to be the last one on our pre-agreed upon system of counting weeks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, how, how was your 2021, fellas? Horrendous. I mean, yeah, like, you know, coronavirus still around and shit. I did go back to school while I did that at the end of 2020, but that was good for me. I'm enjoying that. Went back to the gym finally. I had a, I had uh, my inoculation, and I feel like uh, I'm confident enough to be around these imbeciles who flood <laughs> the gym and don't wear masks. Uh, I still keep my distance. I still wear a mask the whole time. But I did get back to the gym, started making a lot of progress that I lost while I was sitting here with my thumb up my ass in the quarantine. Mm. So. Not literally, Sid. Sid, you had a very, uh, uh, (laughs) you had a very not so fun conclusion to 2021 with your mom recently. Oh my God. Yeah. All right. Let's get to this story. So my mom has kidney issues and she's probably going to have to start dialysis soon, but it's been a very long, arduous process of like probably by now half a dozen medical procedures on the various veins in her arm to get them prepped for dialysis you gotta like this vein's too narrow this one's like too deep in your arm so we've got to go in and raise it up a bit and then just constant upkeep so there's constant procedures this past wednesday she had to have one it was a couple of them have been at the hospital where she goes in in the morning and comes out at night and the rest of them have been at the doctor's office so it's only like a couple out like an hour and then like half hour for recovery and she goes home. And that's what happened this past Wednesday. And so she goes in early in the morning. She gets the procedure done. She goes home. Um, hour after she gets home, she calls me sort of panicked sounding, but not like crazy panicked sounding. But she's just like, oh, yeah. So the, the, the place where they did the incision, it's bleeding and I can't get it to stop. And I'm like, oh, shit. That's not good. And I just drop everything and I speed over to her apartment. In the meantime, my wife stays on the phone with her because I'm like, if she fucking bleeds out and passes out while I'm on my way, you need to call at 911, you know, if this is gets to that point, because I have no idea like what to expect. And while that I was must on have my, been a not very huh? fun drive. Oh, uh, my to- God. No, thankfully, I didn't get a speeding ticket and I got there as quick as I could. But I was like the whole time, I'm like. She might be dead by the time I get there. I don't know what the fuck is happening. Uh, thankfully, by the time I parked, my mom got the bleeding to stop. And what I found out later was my mom claims she didn't know the thing about put pressure on bleeding if you wanted to stop. Like, I, I feel like she must have just been in a panic and forgotten that thing, because how could you go through 76 years of life and not know that that's the like she raised a child who never bled to death. So she must 
have at some point known this, right? But you're so you are you are typically averse to bleeding, though. How <laughs> yeah, an activity how that would cause bleeding? You're sure, but uh, you know, kids bleed, and like, anyways. So thankfully, by the time I got there, she got the bleeding to stop. But when I got into her apartment, like this woman bled like if i told you that multiple people were stabbed to death in her oh. apartment you would have no problem believing me so like what had happened what happened was she was like just resting in her bed in the, the her bedroom is all the way at the back of the apartment it's like a it's a two-bedroom apartment it's a pretty big apartment for brooklyn um and all of a sudden she's like my i felt warm on my arm and i look and i'm in a pool of blood Oh. So so she starts off the bleeding started in her bed through into the mattress like somebody was stabbed to death on this bed. She walked from her bedroom into the bathroom, which is next to it. Then she walked down the hall into the kitchen. Then she walked down the hall to the front by the door. Just pool of blood following her everywhere oh. she went. So the floor is just like, <laughs> yes, yes. Soaked like I couldn't. I had to step around it everywhere I fucking went. Like in there, the was, it, there could have been a possibility that you could have tripped and fell in a pool of blood. Yes, easily. Yes, but thankfully by this point. Okay, so we got. She got the bleeding to stop, and, but it was a huge fucking mess. Like crime scene. Like like thank thankfully I'm not a fainter because this was definitely <laughs> enough blood that a person would like pass out from seeing it. I've never seen something this fucking disgusting and jarring in my life. But like, I was like, all right, it's under control. I need to clean this. Where's your mop? And she's like, okay, let me get the mop. And what she proceeded to pull out of her closet was like, you know, those like yellow sponge mops kind of things where it's just like the sponge on the thing. And you, but like, I swear, I must have been like 10 years old when she purchased this mop. And she probably hasn't used it since I was 20 years old. So it was just like black from rot like this mop was not a mop it was a stick with a rotten thing at the end of it yeah so i was like it well got disintegrated to dust yeah, basically if i had tried to use it it would have that's what would have happened so i was like well i can't use this <laughs> and she's like well uh, uh, paper towels paper towels so she had like a bunch of paper towels so i spent like the next half hour on my hands and knees scrubbing blood off the floor with fistfuls of paper towel. God. Then her doctor calls. He's like, all right, what happened? Okay, fine. Can you be here in 10 minutes? I don't want to stick around the office too long. I got to beat traffic. But if you could be there in 10 minutes, I'll come take a look at it. Thanks for the huge favor, doc. Fine. We'll be there in 10 minutes. We drove How far over. Was looked- this? It was this a neighborhood. Doc? 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. Close enough. Just in time. But that's like a shitty thing to say when my mom nearly fucking bled out because you didn't like close the wound properly or whatever. Yeah, you know what like, I'm saying? Oh, like, oh, my oh. God. Oh, my God. Come <sighs> right over. I'll stay an extra 20. Yeah. Minutes. Don't make it seem <laughs> like you're doing imagine me like it took you 15 minutes. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to wait. I'm just yeah. Right. <laughs> so we get there and the doctor's like, yeah, it's fine. Next time, just put a finger on it and hold it and it'll be fine. And I was like. <clears throat> yeah all right thanks i guess in all the panic not of like finally my wife thought to say this to her but like <laughs> you assume that the person knows you assume that my mom knows and tried that and it didn't work right like that's like anyways okay but like so i still had half of an so apartment wait, I don't to understand. Clean. so 
Oh, it just stopped bleeding. Like she was in Eventually, your car. she got like a paper towel and put it on there. And it's okay. So like in your car, she's holding it with the paper towel. Or whatever. By that point, it was like under control. She still had chill. like the paper towel, like just under her arm. But it wasn't like a thing at that point. At that point, the bleeding was done. Okay. But on the way back, I'm like, all right, I got to stop at like a fucking Rite Aid or whatever to get something that isn't paper towels. I got to get like a Swiffer or some shit. I go into a Rite Aid, but this is like in a Jewish neighborhood. So, of course, nobody's in a mask. I'm already irritated, whatever. I drop like 50 <laughs> bucks on like they didn't have Swiffer mops. So I had to get a Libman mop, but then they didn't have Libman wipes. So I had to get Swiffer wipes and then I had to get Swiffer fluid because they didn't have fluid for the Libman mop. I get back to my mom's and I'm trying to like pour the fluid into the Swiffer wipe the Swiffer mop container, but like it's not compatible. So like the Libman thing won't unscrew. It's and it's got like this hard rubber tip that I guess like when you put it into the proper thing, it's supposed to just like pop in there, but whatever. So I had to fucking get a knife and cut off the rubber part so I could pour the non-compatible fluid into the Libman wiper thing. What I'm hearing is the biggest sin your uh, mother committed is she forced you to do something domesticated. She forced you. Well, she didn't force me. I took it upon myself. I could have been like, right, right. you figure out cleaning this, but I wasn't going to do that to this poor old woman. And then I spent like the next hour plus like wipe by wipe mopping more blood off. it. it was like, you know, 10, 20 of these wipes till I was done. And they were all like purple from the amount of blood. Jeez. <sighs> but then, yeah, that was so that was my Wednesday last week. <sighs> and I'm still like every time I think about it, my whole body fucking clinches up just thinking about like, what would I have done if she was still bleeding when I got there? Like, oh, put it was two fingers fucking, on it. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Yeah, the you would have stopped it. And then we were like, let's let us get you a new mattress because you have your fucking mattress is soaked in blood now. She's like, that's fine. What do I need a new mattress for? I'll just sleep on this mattress. All right. Did she did she did she not like do the housework when you were growing up? Like, why does she She not have a mop? I guess she just stopped doing housework at some point. It's just her there. I guess there's just not that much to clean up. Well, because that's what I was thinking is maybe it was your father that took all the that responsibility. Oh, no, no, he was not. He was not a mopper. Mm. he didn't take much responsibility for anything speaking of my dad though that's another awful thing from 2021 that i for some reason never found the opportunity to mention on that show but my dad died this year so that was another shitty thing he died like two weeks after father's day slash his birthday so that was that was my june so if anyone ever goes back and listens to the june episodes of this show and i sound a little off it's because my dad was in the fucking hospital that whole month slowly dying Whoo, yeah. So I was like, man, when, when, so when my mom started having this bleeding thing, I was like, am I going to lose both parents in 2021? Is this about to happen? But so far, so good. She's still she's still with us. OK, thank goodness. Is she doing oh. all right? Yeah, she's fine now. We'll see Has how she gotten on your nerves <laughs> since this happened. Oh, she's constantly on my nerves. Oh, okay, she's yeah. never not on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand that. I mean, you don't like. You know, you you as mu- as much as your parents annoy you, and you've talked about it extensively here. Yeah. Once they start to be in danger of dying, it still it still gives you a little, whole slate them. of emotions. You know, yeah. And there's nobody on this planet, I don't think, that hates their parents enough 
to like not give a shit when they fucking die. Oh, very few people. Yeah, there's the people that actively kill their parents, but outside of those, yeah, yeah. There's, it's even those people. I'm sure there's something in them that like yeah. I have a bond to this person, and yeah. but but the negative side of the slate is too overwhelming, you know. Yeah. And like even all, all the drama I have with her, right? everything that she does that annoys me, it comes from a well-meaning place. Mm-hmm. It's just annoying shit from knowing a person your whole life and they know how to push your buttons, but it's never like malicious or mm-hmm. very rarely is it. Does it come from a bad place? That's good. It's just, you know, you have a short fuse with people. That's good that you recognize that. You know, yeah. People just throw their hands up. Like, Fuck you. Fuck yeah. out of here. I have a hard time writing people off. So especially like some like a person who gave me life, that would be extra hard. A person whose vagina you came out of. Like if I had siblings, if I could like just turn to a brother or sister and be like, I'm done, you deal with it. Uh Maybe I would have done that. But like she's got nobody else. So I don't really have that choice. Apparently, based on the mop story. Oh, my God. (laughs) Snow under a mod. Dude, I swear to God. And she's like, no, 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 I'll, it's fine. I'll fill the bucket up with water. And I'm like, I, I can't use this. What are you talking about? <laughs> like it was jet black. The thing was jet black. So you went to Rite Aid among the maskless cult members mm-hmm. and braved the mop aisle with completely incompatible uh, components. That's yes. That's parent. That's parental love right mm-hmm. there. And this was after like, there's a CVS over there that I know is over there. And so first I drove to that past this, right? I'm like, oh, that's a new right. I don't remember that. But the CVS I'm intending to go to is two blocks away. So I'm just going to go there. Never in my mind did I think maybe this right. It opened up because that CVS closed. Hmm. So I pull into the CVS parking lot where there are other cars parked. So I'm like, okay, this seems normal. But then I go into the CVS and it's closed. It's out of business. It's like, motherfucker, now I got to backtrack to this fucking right aid. Well, you know, I don't want to be too critical because I know you were under a lot of stress at that time. But if you had just checked in on Ken's uh, Yelp review page, he had a whole four-paragraph rant on the incompatibility of the Libman mops with the Swiffers. I had no choice. I had no choice. Also, you gotta go to I those things mom, are fucking expensive, man. Yeah. What, you, gotta go to the mom and pops? you gotta go to like a general store, like a mom and pop. They don't have parking lots. I didn't want to have to look mm. for parking. I was in a hurry because like that blood is drying on her floor as like time is passing. It's going to get harder and harder to mop that shit up. Yeah, those floors, oh, are, so those floors stain very easily. What in my mind, like when I'm like trying to picture like the scene as she's like Pacing the apartment. Do you remember that old Saturday Night Live sketch where it's Dan Aykroyd as Julia Child? Yes. And she like cuts her finger and then just starts bleeding everywhere. That's what I'm envisioning. But like my mom's just walking up and down her entire apartment, just squirting blood as she goes, (laughs) just like leaving this fucking trail. Yes, just a flash wound. (laughs) Like just stay still. What are you doing? Or like go to the bathroom, grab a towel, put a towel on it. Like why are you everywhere? Oh my god. Oh, so fucking stressful. So fucking stressful. And then at her doctor's office where there was a prominent sign at the entrance that says no one beyond this point without a mask. Literally everyone beyond that point was without a mask. Yeah, don't this fucking doctor's offices. They don't give a fuck because that's also like in the heart of like Jewish Orthodox Jewish Brooklyn territory. 
My, my my PCP, like when you go finally get in to see him, he has a mask on. He's like a professional, but he just pays zero attention to what happens. At all his receptionists are Orthodox Jews. Yeah. All the patients are Orthodox Jews. They don't give a fuck. They yep. don't give a fuck. They just it's a place of health. You would think like that. I understand the Seven Eleven employee is not going to police. Like I don't expect them to. It's not fair. They're making ten dollars an hour. Yeah. I'm not gonna say tell them you got to get in everybody's face and tell them to put a mask on. But a fucking doctor's office, yeah, it's you can't instruct your employees to wild. tell people to put masks. That, on. Yeah, like that just doesn't make sense to me, just from a sanitary point of view. You know, like okay, even if you don't think they do anything, whatever, you know, to make people feel the doctor office, wasn't yeah. even wearing a mask. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, you know, yeah. I I I originally tried to switch my doctor. Because of that, because he's a good doctor. And I said, let me look in the network. I just want to find something that's not in a religious Jewish neighborhood. I'm going to go all the way to Park Slope or something, whatever. It doesn't matter. I just want to go. So I went found another guy. And it was like a billion times worse. Oh, a billion times worse. I went in. I talked to only the nurses. Only the nurses had masks on. She took me in. She did the intake with the blood pressure and all this bullshit. And then I'm sitting there with attached to the blood pressure machine. And I look over to my right. The doctor's walking by, yelling into the headset, talking to somebody in his Bluetooth. No mask. Spittle is flying everywhere. And I was like, fuck this. Like, I detached the fucking blood pressure, and I just walked the fuck out. It's, I said, I'm not going to see a wild. doctor that doesn't yeah. even wear a fucking mask. And he, like Rob said, even if it's just for appearances. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, just you, to put people got, at ease. Yeah, they're scared for their fucking lives, and it's a societal custom now. And I don't, I don't also don't buy into that shit that it doesn't do anything. I see these. I saw a video the other day. A guy had a mask on, and he's he's in the January December cold or whatever, and he breathes, and then he breathes without the mask on, and it's the exact same thing. So he goes, "Look, masks don't do anything." I'm like, "You do you know that a COVID particle is like you can't every COVID particle in the world can fit inside of a Coke can." Okay, they're microscopic. When you see the breath coming out, that doesn't mean that literally every microbe in your mouth is getting past the mask. Oh, I absolutely agree. It's just like, uh, you know, there was that meme about a lot like, you know, wearing, you know, if you wear pants and if if someone's peeing on you, you're ultimately going to get less pee on you than if somebody if you're not wearing the pants. Right. And then and then like if you're both wearing pants, that's even that's even less of a chance that the pee gets on you. That's a good Uh, So that was the silly meme. And it's like, look, just in basic principle, it's true. Like and and there's been, you know, TikTok videos with aerosol. There's plenty of videos. It's absurd to think that masks do nothing. Nothing. Of course. The the risk is they don't do everything. No one is saying they do everything. Much like, like wearing a condom will not is not a hundred percent guarantee of uh, not getting a pregnancy yeah. or passing along an STD, but it greatly reduces the risk. When I when I come home, I don't know about you, like from a July day, and I take my mask off. There's all kind of fucking sweat and booger schnots and fucking <laughs> all kind of liquids and fluids that came out of my face. I never all look. over it. This fucking uh, no, I can't say that I have that, but I, it has made me more. Uh, conscious of my breath for sure especially like right after i spoke it's like oh definitely could tell i just smoked i just blame the mask (laughs) sorry i didn't mean to go off on a thing while we were talking about your uh 
your mom, but no, uh, it's fine. Just the, that just that lights a powder keg yeah. in me. Also, you mentioned my wife twice during that story. Rob did too. Uh, I found a, a little drop here because I was in the gym and they, the gym and they had a Greta Van Fleet song playing. Oh no! And there's a little line where he's not saying my wife, but it sounds a little bit like my wife, and I think it could pass. I just want to get your opinion. Here it is. <laughs> What do you think of that? Is that <laughs> good for my wife's drop? God, they are so bad. Are they still popular? <laughs> do people still they're care right. about them? Yeah, they're popular. Uh, they get booked on festivals. Well, I guess there's not really that many festivals right now. But I, yeah, I, they read, get booked. I read something someone wrote somewhere that uh, Greta Van Fleet is like uh, trying to write a Led Zeppelin song by an algorithm. Yeah. You agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I Although like when concept. I listen to them, it's fine. It's not bad. It, it, there's worse bands to rip off. I would, I, I agree, and I think like Led Zeppelin and all these other bands that Greta Van Fleet sound like ripped off all their fucking songs from black people and shit. So like, why, why is yeah. this different? Like, I don't think that's a. You could say it's not good. Like that could be your opinion, and that's yeah. fine. But to write it off because oh, it sounds just like Led, it's like okay. <laughs> But my whole thing is like, well, then I could just go listen to Led Zeppelin. Yes, yeah, so I don't think they fine. sound exactly like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, they sound. They, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't want to be the soapbox person to defend Greta Van Fleet because they're not my favorite band by any stretch of the imagination. But I think it's pleasant. Like it's like yeah. a, if it's on somewhere, I kind of it kind of puts me in the like classic rock moment. You know what I mean? Like I start, but but it's also updated. I don't know. I think it's all right. I think I, like I don't find like the second I hear it, I'm like repulsed. I don't find it like instantly repugnant. It's more when I think about what they're going for. It just annoys me more. And I just don't want I, I just scoff. Do you, do you think they're like doing it as a calculated way to make money or do they just love this music and like want to play it? Uh I've heard people say both of those things. I don't I don't know enough about their backstory and all of that to really have an opinion on that, but I'm sure the record label is doing it because it's a calculated way to make money. Well, would that make a difference to you? Like if you saw an interview or or the E True Hollywood story on Greta Van Fleet and they were like, We just really love this music, man. I grew up when I was nine and I fucking listened to, you know, so just be a cover band. group or you know just be a cover band. Fair enough. At that point. I don't know. It's just, it's just weird to me when it's like so directly, this band sounds exactly like this one other specific band. I think it's that direct. It's it's its own thing. It's just, you know, like there's plenty of bands that that have been considered Black Sabbath knockoffs and it's just like, well, they're just, they're writing stoner metal. Were any of them as successful in the mainstream as Greta Van Fleet? So if it's more successful, it makes it less okay. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't deserve that level of success just for yeah. ripping somebody else off. The stoner rock level of success, fine. If that's what they attained, if they were as big as, like, what's that band? Earth? Or, like, some fucking stoner metal band? Whatever. Is that a bit stoner metal band? Am I thinking yeah. of some? All right. If they were that level of success, I would not give a shit. I would have no opinion. It's fine. More power to you. But they're too successful for just carbon copying somebody else. How about Led Zeppelin? They're like... <laughs> Yeah, what about yeah? How about how about all the the blues? There was like bands three bands back having. then. It was very easy to just be that successful. They've literally been sued for like plagiarism, like for three or four of their songs. By who? And so, by other bands that were already Led out. Led Zeppelin. Of the time. Yeah. Right. 
Led Zeppelin's well, never been my favorite band either. Like I don't have. They're any. one of my all times. I love really? them. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're not bad, but I've never like, oh, I need to go back and listen to that. I can again. listen to the first four albums and in through the outdoor and a few others like whenever. It's so didn't good. they get sued by the estate of like one of those old blues artists too? I think. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Well, at least uh, Greta. I'm on a first name basis with Greta. She's, <laughs> she's awesome. You and Greta. But uh, at least they they made a my wife song. My what is he saying? My my my. my. Oh, <laughs> close enough. We don't have to dwell on that. <laughs> my wife. Uh, Darren, you mentioned going back to the gym this year. Uh, I've been consistently swimming. I'm very excited about that. This is like the first full year that I've been uh, swimming, be it at uh, the the Russian gym that I, I've gone to uh, or, or the beach in the summer. And in the last few months, I guess after the summer, when I returned to the Russian gym, uh, you know, COVID protocols were a little looser. Mm-hmm. And so the sauna reopened and there's nothing Russian dudes love more than a good Schwitz. <laughs> and uh, I, I, it's really so uncomfortable. <laughs> There's so many, like I'm sure geriatrics of all walks of life have weird body shapes, <laughs> but I've seen so many weird Russian body shapes. Like there's this one guy who he's like, bless his heart, like 70 years old, but like, and like, I never see him with any clothes on. He's like this 70 year old version of Ralph Wiggum from the Simpsons. And like, he can't figure out how to open his locker or where the towel is. It takes, you know, like, and it, it's so weird. Like why? You know, are you Saudi, he just thinking? wants you to see it. He I, just what? wants to take his time with his ass out in your face. And, and, oh my God. And this, <laughs> this one time with the sauna. So the sauna, like it's in the back of the room with the showers. <laughs> And it's like sent in the center of the back of the room. Uh, And so when you turn in to go to the showers, the first thing your eye sees is the door to the sauna. And I just remember this one time I turn and it's like your eye, you can't, you know, just your eyes naturally look straight ahead, which is the sauna. And I see this guy, he's like twirling his towel to try, I guess, to get the, the heat distributed through the room of the sauna. And he's, he's standing and he's elevated. And what I'm seeing is not him twirling oh, his no. towel. Meets what I'm seeing is his fucking dick helicoptering. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> uncontrollably. And it's just like, you know, you can't. Cut or uncut. Uh, I, I, I I have no. It was spinning too fast. <laughs> wow! If it's wow. got that amount of aerodynamic uh, quality, it's probably pretty hefty. Uh, and it was just like whoa! <laughs> well endowed, gentlemen. Or? I, it, it was fine. I don't know. <laughs> in order to get that, in order to get that kind it's of spin, dramatic. you got to have like some kind of girth. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that. Yes, there was enough to get a good spin going. And man, it's just it, it, it's so wild. And I would, I would go in there. Sometimes this was like 
I haven't gone in in a few weeks now. Like now that Omicron is pretty big, I'm too paranoid. I, I think that's like that's too high risk. <laughs> like I'll go swim. There's 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 bleed, you know, whatever. But to go uh, stand in a room full of Eastern European Slavic gentlemen in South yeah. uh, North Brooklyn is probably not a good idea. Yeah, well, it's in Southport. This one's in Southport. Okay. Uh, so uh, where the cases are typically higher. So, yes. yes. So I'm not going to do it. But the things they talk about, man, they, like they, I've said this before on the show. I thought Russian women gossip a lot. Russian men cannot shut the fuck up. They talk so much about nothing. And like I sometimes it's political talk, which is I, I'm, I'm there for it. I want to hear it. They don't know I'm Russian. They don't know I could speak the language. I pretend to not understand what they're talking about because I want to hear what they're really saying. You and think they would shut up if you if they knew you spoke Russian. They probably don't even give a shit. You're right. They don't give a shit. But it's it's they a nice. Pre- they must assume you speak Russian. No, they, they, always, they, they always talk to me in English. Everyone always talks to me in English, <laughs> except for, I guess, the people that don't speak <laughs> English. They'll just say something in Russian and I'll, I'll respond. But I do like I, I do understand what you're saying, though, because I like I no one ever thinks that I understand Spanish and they speak mm-hmm. that shit in front of me constantly. It's like a nice voyeurism in a way. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I really like that. And, and uh, I, I will say they typically lean right. But of course, pro, but everyone in the gym seems to be pro vaccine. So, so that's nice. That's surprising. Right. Well, maybe because they're into communal stuff, like everyone there by design is, you know, in, in this club where they're on top of each other constantly. Yeah. So maybe they're extra paranoid. And they're fucking old. Yeah. When you're that close to death, you're probably not as anti like most of the anti-vax people yeah. I see are like our age or a little bit older. They're not but, like yeah. decrepit. And that's true. They're also taking 87 medications already anyway. Yeah, exactly. If you've been at the sauna and seen a helicopter dick, give us a call. 213-WIDE-NUT. It's 213-943-3688. And uh, I wanted to also mention Dave Mustaine. I just saw today he's tweeting that you can get a New Year's Eve phone call from Dave. Oh, no. For uh, thirteen oh, or thirteen for three hundred dollars two ninety nine, which is the price of a regular cameo. But I guess oh. you get a call, you interact with him, so it's, it's a little different. FaceTime or just audio? Fuck that! I believe it's a video. Yeah, like a face, like a short face. You should do that, Robin. You could do your helicopter dick for him. <laughs> <laughs> Pay it forward. You think this is? <laughs> He's probably not quick enough to hang up before you get a couple of spins in. And that's really all that counts. Uh, call my lawyer. Have him put him in writing. No meat spin. <laughs> but even that call costs the lawyer $300. <laughs> Damn it. That's how they get you. Uh, I was thinking maybe we could check in on his cameo. See if, sure. we, if there's any. Uh, yeah any new ones because i did see something where in a recent cameo he played a sample of, of a new song which i mean i think that, that that's nice but like if you're into that sort of thing <laughs> i mean the person he played it for i guess would be into that sort of thing wouldn't they i would hope so okay well here we go all right so here it is let's see 
Hey, Daniel, it's Dave Mustaine from Megadeth, and Igor, buddy, wants me to ask you why you're always dating ugly chicks, and what's wrong with you, and to talk shit about your guitar playing, um, because it sucks, and um, stuff like that, and that you should listen to more thrash metal, and greetings to his son, Dennis. Um, So, uh, I don't know what that's about, but uh, it's nice to meet you. I hope you have a great New Year's Eve, buddy. And uh, uh, as far as guitar playing is concerned, keep up at it, man. You know, even if you suck, do it with style. (laughs) And as far as ugly chicks, it's better than a good-looking hand. Uh, You can tell Eeyore that. Um, Oh! And uh, I guess that's it. Uh, You take it easy and have a great New Year's. That was nice. He turned hey. the criticism around yeah. onto, the, onto the cameo buyer. Dave resents any criticism of ugly chicks because he is one. That <laughs> yeah. hurts deeply. It cuts <laughs> like a knife. Oh, see, if you want to do a business cameo. Oh, friend, my God. It's a little, little pricey. $2,093. That's so specific. I've been mistaken for an old lesbian since 1997. <laughs> Maybe uh, there's like a cameo fee. That ninety three goes to cameo, and the two grand goes to him. Mm. Yeah, that's why it's so off. Does it, they don't take a cut from the three hundred? Oh, maybe it's the one dollar. Mm. See. Hey, Gabe. I've never it's seen David Stone from Hawkins in the And I got a message that. Wait, what was that? I've never seen Dave and Sophie B. Hawkins in the same room. So for all we know, that might be the same person. Sophie Sophie B. Hawkins, a beer that I just made in my basement. (laughs) I would love for me to wish you a Merry Christmas and play something special. Well, I don't, uh, I'm not going to play anything special, uh, but I will uh, play you something that's been recorded already and that's special. I haven't played anything special in 20 years. <laughs> well, I really thought it was going to, I'm not going to play you anything special, but I will play you some Megadeth. I'm not going to play you anything special, but I'm going to play you some Super Collider. <laughs> I like that the, the way he's framed in these videos that we're seeing now, he could be fully naked for all we know. It's just his face. <laughs> And he's covered in his hair, like his chest. No, it looks like hair. It looks like he's wearing a black shirt. Maybe, maybe it could be a shadow. It's hard to tell. You're right. I did some research into this. What you're seeing is actually his Dave Mustaine pubes that are arranged all the way up to his hair. At his head, he's wearing it like a sway schmata. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Terrifying. Let's hear a little more of this. A little bit of the new album. This is song two from side one. It's called Life in Hell. You've already gotten to side two. You're already in hell. Here you go. A little special surprise for you, buddy. I think that's really cool. That makes you the first person in the outside world, outside of the studio and the band and my family that's heard any music from the new record. So uh, that's not true for you, man. That's not true. He did a cameo months ago where he played uh, some snippet and he said, you're the first person in the world. Uh, He's going to hear this. He just says that. But hold on, hold on, hold on. To be fair, though, 
this is way more this is finished that was like they were just recording like guitar parts what are you his lawyer that's fucking technicality okay man. i'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt here no i th- look if you're this person you get this cameo and he's like that's really cool sure just play it Happy for him years, don't buddy. lie and say you're the first one oh, yeah, you don't time. need to qualify everything see you later oh let's see oh, how yeah. these live captions work <laughs> oh this is definitely not gonna go well he's a mumble mouth Hey, Kay Ryan, it's Dave Mustaine. It's Dave Mustaine. 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 I got a message oh, that uh, Octavia would love for me to wish you a Merry Christmas and play oh, something special. Accurate. Well, I don't, uh, I'm not going to play anything special, uh, but I will uh, play you something that's been recorded already in that special. Okay. Okay. Sucks. How would you like to hear a little bit of the new album? Okay, hold on. Let me refresh this. Is- do you guys remember who kenneth keith callenback was yes from the howard stern show rob do you no i don't he looked like dave has aged into looking exactly like kenneth keith like rob look up kenneth keith while we play this next cameo look it up uh, and send me a link And yet that. he looks exactly like I would have projected Dave Mustaine. Hey, Murad, it's Dave Mustaine from Megadeth, and I'm reaching ago. out to you to celebrate your birthday on January 10th. I wanted to say that uh, your um, family uh, just loves you, and I know that you adore your family, too, and you enjoy your work, and you're a brilliant father. So, uh, BB and the family want to tell you how much they love you. Your wife asked me to remind you that you're a great musician, so never stop playing, okay? Thanks, buddy. Uh, I hope you have a great birthday and that you had a really good New Year's, too, Sounds like you've got a great wife, and and I wish you the very best. Great wife. Cheers. Let's see one more. Hey, Greg, it's Dave. We just did this, right? <laughs> How you doing, buddy? This is a little different now. His hair is in a ponytail. He's got a little flannel on. Yeah, maybe it's a rope. That was a fun yeah. call with you. Um, I don't know uh, if we should probably, um, I don't know, you, we just did that wonderful call. If there's something you want me to do, uh, write back in your message and I'll redo Take this your shirt off, for Dave. you. Okay, buddy? Oh, um, wow. I feel like this guy's just throwing money at Mustaine to get his attention. And Mustaine's like, uh, you're not even yeah. giving me something to say now. We already talked about these things and, and I don't feel like uh, I should be uh, charging you. Um, well, I, I don't charge you, Cammy charges you but ah, I, I don't yeah, feel like it's not my fault uh, i should do this because we just talked so <laughs> let me know if you want oh my god this is can, the best one uh, cancel this and credit it back to you all right cool Why is this on here i love i love that, that he made this one public i'm pretty sure you can make some <laughs> of these private oh my god <laughs> but yeah. get that money dave rob did you get the link hey chris it's dave yeah, mustaine from megadeth bro I got a message from Jordan that I needed to reach out to you, and uh, I wanted to give you uh, a surprise. Merry Christmas Uh to you. It sounds like you've got a wonderful son, and uh, I am the blessed father of a wonderful son myself. And um, I'm proud of you for staying here. You know, so many dads, (laughs) chicken 
shit dads just leave their kids and oh what and uh, i'm glad you guys got a relationship that is awesome <laughs> and i see you're a huge megadeth fan Hold on. Yeah, much? That that was, that's like uh, the barest more. minimum of what yeah. a father's like supposed to do is like congratulations on not abandoning your children he's doing congratulations on not being a chicken shit yeah uh then drums now and uh i don't blame you <laughs> anyways i hope you have a great day today i hope you have the merriest of christmas and, and a happy happy new year's and i thank you for being a fan and i hope to see you someday in concert or at a meet and greet somewhere all right take it easy chris and uh thank you jordan fucking th congratulations on not abandoning your so that's like you got if someone gave him a cameo for a happy birthday and you go congratulations on still being alive yeah, that's so, <laughs> so, so, so here's a lot of a chicken shits just die yeah all chicken shits just keel over and don't even get to 71 pussies <laughs> it's Kenneth Keith. It's one hundred percent what Dave looks like. Look, somebody oh, on there's Reddit. There's an actual picture of Dave stated there. So oh. on Reddit on the Howard Stern Reddit says, "I was Kenneth Keith Calibag, and it's a photo of Dave Stated. <laughs> 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 Look. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the commenters didn't get it. Like they like just think it's mm -hmm. Kenneth Keith. He was famous for he when he his first appearance on Howard Stern. He said, "I can blow smoke through my <laughs> eye sockets." And Howard Stern said, "I got to see this." And they just had him walk in, and he tried to do it, and he passed the fuck out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he was he, like a jackass before jackass. He would just yes. like do dumb stunts, abusing himself to get on the Stern show. I like think he's dead now. Like a Delaware Meth Valley uh, red denizen. He's just like, I could blow smoke through my eyes. <laughs> He's like Jeff Spicoli, but on a one-third speed. Uh, it was not so not speed speed. One-third uh, velocity. Yeah. I bet I, I bet you could go on YouTube and find a clip of him trying to blow smoke out of his eye. And, like either barfing <laughs> or passing out. <laughs> I hope so. He was a legend. Uh, oh, so and then he put, out, he put out a punk album like in the late 90s early 2000s and it was produced by one of the guys from the vandals and it was actually really fucking good i think i played a song or two on it back when we used to do music breaks it was actually like a very competent like it was competent punk rock with his stupid ass lyrics uh -huh. over it so it was like hilarious there was like a song called you better dress up like a hoe bag and stuff <laughs> like that it was just like really dumb funny lyrics but is it a band called Kenneth Keith Callenbach? Or is that yeah, it was just Kenneth Keith Callenbach, yeah. But it was not bad. I, I like, legit, non-ironically listened to that album a lot when it came out. I got to hear this. Kenneth Keith, if you're listening, give us a call, 213. He's dead. He's oh. dead. What did he don't, die from? Don't speak ill. Ah, who knows? With that guy, The way that guy lived, it could have been any number of things. I don't remember. I just remember <laughs> seeing that he died. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I wanted to uh, wait. I wanted to highlight this. He was only thirty-nine. He died in '08. Damn. Suffered from chronic cystic fibrosis, contracted pneumonia while in custody on a charge of attempted child abduction. Jesus oh, Christ! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what a way to go! Yeah, that whole bag of lyric wasn't uh, just a yeah. around theater with music. When your name's yeah. Kenneth Keith, I mean, you're destined <laughs> K -K -K. for a shitty life. Oh, I, th I thought his last name was with a C. Oh, well, No, it was with a K. 
Look at this, uh, how Dave Mustaine is in this photo. It's it, His hair looks so great here. Does it? I, that's loving as fuck. Hey, TJ, fries. it's Dave Mustaine from Megadeth, and I uh, got a message from Jason to reach out to you, and Who's just that? a couple things to talk with you about, bud. Um, I just hear that you things. love music, and I want to encourage you to keep uh, keep doing what you're doing. A lot of chicken shits don't love keep, music. Keep singing, <laughs> keep playing guitar, and uh, I, I don't know what happened with your band. 20 years is a long time to be in a band, so I, I hope that you're going to keep going and keep immersing yourself in the music. Anyways, uh, from me and Jason, we want to wish you a, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and uh, all the best in 2022. Cheers. I could have okay. been in Metallica for 20 years. If circumstances went differently. It was too pretty. They couldn't handle somebody that pretty in their band. That's all it was. That's what it is. Look at that hair. As Rob pointed out. Yeah. Fucking Swiss cheese face headfield didn't want competition. Fucking with the seal pock marks. <laughs> right, Rob, say something bad about James Hetfield on on the record. Come on. Uh I Do it. Do it. James Hetfield is a hero of mine. I, I would not besmirch his good name. <laughs> and I'm glad I don't know too much about his politics. He went to one you know how you have those dental offices where they have the students working on you and it's cheaper? He did that for acupuncture. Oh, no. Oh, no. Poked holes in his face. Chemical oh. peel. Those are burns from a concert. No, what? He had that shit before that. Are you kidding me? Oh, okay. That's fair. He had that shit in the 80s. I think man, he probably just time. tries to like rewrite history and saying that it was because of those burns. Right. See, Hulk Hogan said he was in Metallica. James Hetfield says the same shit about the burns. Yeah. Don't we have a similar story to that Hulk Hogan Metallica thing, Rob, to talk about? The Sammy Hagar? Sammy Hagar said he was in Metallica, too? <laughs> Practically. Uh, he said he was asked to join Pantera as a replacement for Philip H. Ensoma. True speaking or false? To, speaking to my good friend, Jose Mangan, uh, he says, how about if I tell you something crazy? I don't believe it. I don't believe it's true. I love <laughs> Jose Mangan. <laughs> no, that's true. He believes that's true. Well, yeah, uh, Jose believes that. Oh, Whether it's it. true or not is a different. Oh, discussion. stop it. Uh, Sammy Hagar talks about how. So he says Pantera had a manager. This is Sammy Hagar speaking. This is before I actually became friends with Vinny Paul, the drummer. Who loves eating pussy, as as we've discussed on the show previously. And is also dead. Or loved eating pussy, I yeah. should say. You know, there's a uh, causal link there sometimes. You can get HPV <laughs> if I'm eating too much puss. Just ask Michael Douglas. He denied that. But and the manager said, Pantera, he said, want me to be the lead singer of the band. And he asked me, Would you be interested? And I said, No. Not after my split with Van Halen in 96. I'm not going to join another band, especially covering for somebody else. And that's that. And I brought it up to Vinny one time. He didn't remember it. But I don't know if there's any truth to that. What? When <laughs> oh, would this oh, he have been? He doesn't know if there's any truth to Vinny not remembering it. No, no, no. I think he doesn't know if it's true that they actually wanted, if the band actually oh. wanted this. I think. Oh, I see. Means. I see. But when would this have even been? Maybe At what point in after uh, Anselmo quit Pantera? 
that's how they broke up. It's just a oh, real quick. Okay. I didn't know if it was that or like they were thinking of replacing him and reached out to say, well, maybe, maybe it was before he quit. Yeah. Maybe because they just had a very tumultuous last two years. They, they rode in separate buses. I think they barely saw each other. Well, that was, was very- just Phil like trying to stay away from all those active shooters aiming yeah. at the other guys. <laughs> I was going to say, if Sammy Hagar is projecting this much and wants to be in the band that bad, do we know that he didn't kill the dime bang? Oh, <laughs> oh stop it. Was there a big That's frizzy poodle hair in the audience then <laughs> that day? Always taking things too far. Always Check too out. far. I didn't support the shooting of dime bang. I'm saying maybe it was Sammy. I'm trying to investigate. Okay, come on. The, the, I want to find the real closed. Killer. The case is closed. The real killer was found that night shot dead. I found it too. It's you started reading this article. Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine Savvy Hagar singing Pantera songs? I literally cannot imagine it. I cannot imagine it. It's like it's not at all his vibe. No. He's like, not, I'd uh, understand why, like, Vinnie Paul or whoever in the band would want that just because it would probably be fun to, like, tour and just right. live the sammy hagar life to hang out with sammy hagar. yeah like i don't think it was a musical thing it's like they probably were like oh we look up to him and he seems like a really fun guy he's got like a bar in cabo san lucas that we could go to yeah. like sure why not he's the jimmy buffett of of like hard rock he's yeah the, yeah he's, he's the cabo he's yeah. the uh laying on the beach he's not like a fucking you know Pantera, like yeah. every, angry about everything. It's and, so know. fucking strange. Like the stage banter, and then oh my god, yeah, kick it into a song about smashing someone's face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so are fucking, you ready to rock? I almost wish it had happened just for the fucking incongruous insanity of it. Oh well, well, too bad that Sammy Hagar dreamed it up in his mind. Yeah. I mean, you could well, it. this actually isn't the first time uh, that uh, he's talked about this. According to Blabbermouth, uh, in a 2011 interview with Forbes magazine, Sammy Hagar says, I was asked one time to be in Motley Crue. I was asked one time to be in Pantera by their managers. I was asked to be in Velvet Revolver when Scott Weiland quit and went back to Stone Temple Pilots. I was because there's yeah. nobody. That's yeah. the only one. Well, I believe the Molly Crew one too. I could, yeah. That those would make a lot more sense than Pantera. He goes. I was waiting to be asked to be in Led Zeppelin to say no, since they're the greatest band on earth, and no one could replace Robert Plant. I was asked to be an Aerosmith, and I said no. Wow. <laughs> to be a roadie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, could he could he sing for Greta Van Fleet? If that Zeppelin, maybe that that could happen. Oh shit! So he, here, he, there's a little more to this quote that's worth reading. Certain bands and certain frontmen, frontman singers, are more difficult to replace than others. Steven Tyler and that band that stayed together for 40 years, and you don't you don't want to walk in on something like that. They had one moment years ago when they replaced Joe Perry, but it still has always been Steven at the front of Aerosmith. You just don't replace them. And then he says, when it came to Van Halen, it was easy because Dave wasn't a great singer. Oh, he was a good, but he was a good front man. In those times, I was selling out the same arena as they were. So it was like the combination of two forces and it worked, but it's a rare thing. We were all lucky that fans accepted it and it got bigger. 
I would I would avoid bands that are going to break up pretty soon. Who the fuck asked you whether you want to be in the band or not? Like, what are you talking about? Also, I, th I, I think there was a mistake there in that story, Rob. He was asked to be an arrowsmith, like the guy that with the <laughs> metal forge that makes the arrows. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. It was a little. It sounds the same, you know, as the band. Oh, okay. He turned Thanks that for the down. clarification. Yeah. That's an important clarification yes. for sure. Uh, I don't know what other maybe Sammy Hagar was asked to be a Lamb of God at some point. You know, I could see that they they, they were they yeah, were, Randy was locked up. Yeah, yeah. Anal cunt. Well, he was asked. To yeah, be yeah. Okay, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and chat. <laughs> chat. Chat. Well, the first two letters of his chat are S H. His initials are S H. Oh, Sammy Hagar at. That's his email. It's what his email starts with. Sammy Hagar and team. Yeah. Yeah. Just like RIP Livecast is yeah. Rob's initials. Yeah, that's exactly right. See, everything. There's a, a pattern and a plan to everything. It's all the all Illuminati. Right. Sammy Hagar, definitely a member of the Illuminati. That's why I think we should investigate him, whether he was at the dime bang incident. Yeah. I mean, even if he didn't pull the trigger, he ordered the hit. Right. He's like the, uh, the he paid Jack Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, I think this this could be your journalistic masterpiece. Get to the bottom of this. You're right. I'll need to I, I'll need to I, do an I, investigative report in the top of the new year about this. I, I've, I've abandoned the theory that it, he pulled the trigger because with that poodle hair, like he'd never get away. It'd be just way too obvious. <clears throat> Had to get uh, Patsy. Patsy. <laughs> mm, Patty. Patsy, uh, so plus, moist. Mm. Anybody have any sweet potato pie recently? I had no, some over. I've still never had. I had some uh, for Thanksgiving. Oh, no, I guess I had pumpkin pie, not sweet potato pie. Oh, That's good. Bad. A little whipped cream. Whipped cream makes it. Just give me the whipped cream. I'm good. Yeah, I don't need the disgusting the pie. It's yeah. a good vehicle. It's a good vehicle. So is the spoon. Pumpkin's the worst thing. Well, I can't say the worst, but it's one of the. It's the probably the worst vegetable you can add to any any dish, any uh, like pie or anything. Just yeah, terrible. I don't like it. I guess okra would be worse. Okra I like okra, but in a pie, yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> but okra in like like fried okra or something like that, I'm okay with. I do not like it. It's so slimy, Just slimy and gross. It's not so slimy when it's fried. I guess I never had it fried. Anything's good fried. That's a cheat. Yeah, fair. All right. Well, I've never had fried pumpkin. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say fried pumpkin. How's that? Probably, probably okay. disgusting. It's probably just. I've had I've had like pumpkin dumplings are pretty good. Pumpkin dumplings. Pumpkin dumplings like if pumpkin chilled dumplings. If you just taste the fried, then it's gonna be good. Like that's all it is. What? Where have you had pumpkin dumplings? They had them at uh, the Polish restaurant we go to. All really? Yeah. It was one of their seasonal items. So a fried boiled? Uh, fried. With sour cream? Yeah. Yeah. It's like veggie yeah. dumplings. Isn't that? Sounds wrong. All right. Well, uh, speaking of wrong, here's the story, Sid. I believe uh, this is something you could relate to. 
Uh-oh. Let's play this news clip from Oklahoma City. Away after a woman's disturbing discovery at a Moore grocery store. And tonight, police say the crime may not end there. News force Austin Bursette on the night beat. Well, Joel, oh, come on, of course. I've done a lot of stories in my relatively short career, but I've never seen anything like this. The story is very disturbing in several ways. Yes. Several ways. And for one more woman, it turned out to be a terrible situation. It turned out to be a shitty and situation. I pick up a bag of pizza rolls, and there's literally a Sunday shit. trip to the store turned out to be more than what this mom bargained <laughs> for. Human shit. Excuse my language. And I was yeah. upset. I was disgusted. <laughs> I felt like I was violated. Shirley Wright Johnson from Moore is still trying to comprehend what happened while picking up a bag of pizza rolls from the freezer <laughs> section. I grabbed the bag. I feel Rock bottom prices, that sign said. On the back, so I turned it over, and there it was. Police saying it was human feces. <laughs> Shirley says another bag had been placed on top of it, covering it up. Clay, I was so disgusted, I was almost in tears. Lieutenant Kyle Johnson was <laughs> I'm also almost in tears. to this man in connection to the case. And that individual oh. was then observed um, said, okay, the cooler Thunder section, fan. where he proceeded to defecate inside one of the coolers before leaving the business. Adding that he was also allegedly <laughs> oh, he, he already did his business. inside the store. <laughs> it's a little bit disturbing. Um, it's kind of kind of out there. We don't see this much. Shirley immediately <laughs> alerting much. employees, cleaning her hands, and then heading home with her two kids. Leached well, my hand, I disinfected hands. my hand. All the way home, they still was like, Mom, I can smell it, I can smell it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, what? Even two days <laughs> no, later, honey, I just took a dump in the frustration with what took place. You can't put it into words. Well, oh, whoa, who's that guy in the back? We never received a comment. Surely <laughs> she was taking a shit. mistakes by someone in their corporate <laughs> office to make up for experience. Now, as for the police, I'm told they're still investigating the situation. What the fuck I gotta is say, this? I like pizza rolls, but like in terms of nutritional value between like a frozen turd and a pizza roll, it's probably not that different. So, yeah, yeah what is the nutritional value? It's like fake bread. And tomato and cheese. It's just fat and cholesterol. Yep. Yeah. By the way, it's, uh, it's good product placement for Tostinos, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was nice to also to see Chris Hardwick having a job uh, hosting that story. That was, uh, good He's back in the game, baby. Yeah. Took some time from, off from the talking dead to go do yeah. that. From nerdist to turdist. <laughs> Title of my book. Title of my autobiography. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Comic Sans Pride. Oh, well, that'll be the follow-up. Um, the sad thing for that lady is she didn't realize it was actually a Tostino's contest. If you get the bag with the turd in it, you win a prize. You win Tostino's <laughs> well, got the golden turd. Yeah, that's right. You I get to go to their factory. <laughs> Wow. <sighs> now I want pizza rolls, though. Got to be honest. That got me hungry. Grandpa, grandpa, I have the golden duty. <laughs> <laughs> the golden duty. Isn't that a problem? dog? Golden duty retriever. Golden yeah. duty. It's like a labradoodle. It's a mix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a golden retriever and a poodle. A golden duty. Yeah. I've got a golden duty. <laughs> Prancing around the supermarket, holding it up. Falling out of your butt. <laughs> Kissing it. 
I wish they had like gotten a hold of the guy who took the dump and just be like, what were you thinking, sir? Then he'd just be like, I really had to take a shit. I couldn't find the bathroom. What do you want? I wish they do it on the floor. I did it in like a cold place. It was contained and easy to throw out. You just pick it up. It doesn't smear or anything. Also, like how empty was this supermarket that he could just like pop open a freezer door, like squat and do his business. And nobody noticed until like, do we even know how long it was in between when he did this and when the woman discovered the shit? These are the questions that Chris Hardwick should have asked in this piece. (laughs) Not enough investigative journalism. I want to know the angle at which the duty was like uh, eject. Did he shit into his hand and put it in the freezer? Like we have no idea. And was Sammy Hagar touring through Oklahoma when this happened? <laughs> it might be another inside job. He's putting away his rifle, and then he just he had a little, uh, little Mother Nature calls. <laughs> they wouldn't let me use the bathroom. We made oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you got to go. You got to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. And it should be on fucking Totinos, you know what I'm saying? Because it ain't fucking real pizza. Every like that little <laughs> Brooklyn. Uh. I mean, you know, in this guy's defense, I feel like this country has a big shortage of public restrooms. That's true. Like, it's really hard to find a place to go if you're like out and about. Oh, you know, terrible. Yeah. Like, it's just like there. I guess. In the suburbs, there's malls, but like with the public restaurant, but like in the, if you're in the city, it's there's so malls hard in the city, I guess. I found in the last five years, more and more places have been less and less amenable to outsiders just coming in to use the bathroom. I feel like that's a sure, especially sort of a, now with the fabric of virus. But even yeah. before that, I feel like the fabric of America had had changed uh, in a way that it's almost quaint to the idea that you'd use a bathroom that of a store that you're not patronizing. I feel like it was sort of a, a more of a, you know, brotherhood of America type thing. And now it's just like, no, fuck you get out. Corporate yeah. America has taken over. So the sisterhood has ruined it. Sure. That's exactly what I said. Those damn feminazis. Don't let us shit in their candle shops. <laughs> that's why you go in the Tostinos. Cook. Yeah. We don't. I mean, I feel like we're giving this guy an awful lot of credit that he did that. You know, he could have just been a shit fetishist. We don't know that he was like lacking a bathroom. I guess. Sure. I guess it's possible. But like in that little in the footage of him, like he had like a grocery cart with him. It looked it didn't look like he just went in there to sneak a dump and leave. Like, it seems like he was actually doing his grocery shopping. It just unless it was all a ruse and he just did that to like blend in. And then maybe he like blocked himself with the full shopping cart. And that's why people didn't notice. Yeah. You pick up some lifesavers, you know, some turkey shortcuts. You go and get a star magazine at the, and then you go sneak in the back and you, that turkey was taking a fucking shortcut is what was (laughs) happening. That should be a new TikTok challenge though. Like, can you shit in the freezer section and get away with it or shit on these 10 products? Here go. scavenger shit that's a nice listicle top 10 products in the freezer section to take a shit on you won't believe number four (laughs) (laughs) it's chocolate eclairs who would have guessed (laughs) (laughs) top 10 supermarket items to take a shit on number three will shock you yeah
Uh, <laughs> oh no! Breaking news: John Madden died. R.I.P. John Madden. I mean, he must have been in his late 80s, early 90s, right? He was in his mid 80s. He was 85. You know, you're I mean, just rolling along, living, and then boom! You turn into a chicken <laughs> shit and you die. <laughs> is that mean they're going to stop putting out these fucking games every year, or uh, is that going to go on for infinity? Oh, I'm that'll go sure on for infinity. Not. Yeah. John Madden. Like, why does his name need to be on that game? It's got nothing to do with it anymore. Maybe now they could give it to Benji or Joel Madden of Good Charlotte. Pass on the Madden torch to the next most famous Madden that's still alive. Steve Madden. That's like a designer, right? Yeah. You know, Sports writer you know, Bill Madden. Well, probably want if you wanted to, the franchise to go on for a while, give it to the to the Good Charlotte guys. Yeah. They, I can't stand that band, but they did one. With Joel Madden did one good thing that I'll always love, which was he was on one episode of songify the news uh which is fucking hilarious it's like where they take the news and auto-tune it and they make mm. it into like a hip-hop song mm-hmm. and it was years and years ago it must have been like 10 years ago i'll try to maybe we could put a link in the description or something i know we can't play it uh it's very very funny and his contribution is very very funny to it joel is the one that did not have like the mohawk right he was the non-hot topic looking one didn't he wear like a hat all the time like a like a little trilby or something i can't i just remember one of them like looked like the mall punk and the other one just looked like a dude yeah i'm not a fan of theirs so yeah. i can't tell you but apparently you're not either i guess no <laughs> are they like offensive imitation of punk type yes of they were horrendous i remember like they were very big back when we used to do the temple the punk shows at the temple and mm-hmm. there was one kid that would come to all the shows and he looked his style was very similar to Benji, I think, the the fake punk one. So every time he would come in, like I worked the door. So every time he'd come in, I would full on pretend that it was Benji Madden. And like I'd get fake starstruck and he hated it so fucking much. Sid but it's such a bully. Early. Such a it's bully. Like, oh, my God. You're the holy shit, guys. It's the guy from Good Charlotte. He's here. He came to our show. Like, I like a, that. Huh? Wouldn't he like that? Why would he hate that? If he because he wa- he didn't want people no. to think that that's where yeah, he got his exactly. style. He wanted to think that he was authentic. Oh, I see. I thought he like was, no, that uh, band sucks. Oh, I got you. I thought he was trying to emulate this guy. He was, but he didn't want people to know it. I got you now. <laughs> I, <thought laughs> I even, was not going to allow that. I was going to say, like, if even one person bought it, what you were saying, like, yeah. he might get laid that day. <laughs> it's so. it's very possible. Yeah, he but might have turned a negative into positive. Yeah. But I did not let that slide until he stopped coming in looking like that. <laughs> oh, you! Oh, you made him stop, huh? You I think eventually him. he toned it down. It just shows you, everybody in the audience, bullying works. It does in certain select cases when it's necessary. When I was really, I was trying to help him. Who are you to decide what's best for him? Who are you? <laughs> that was Douglas Levison of Bensonhurst Punk Show. Well, you, you knew who he was. He was a Joel Madden or Benji Madden. Or Benji. Yeah. <laughs> bless you. Bless you. Oh, you. Fucking COVID-19. Yeah. Right? I'm right through my screen. <laughs> well, you mentioned the uh, music break. Let's talk about the Metal Injection Livecast music break. Uh, every week we pick a few jams. Uh, we each pick a jam and we 
compile it in a Spotify playlist, which you can look up. Just search RIP Livecast Music Break. It's there. It is nice. We like. And uh, we each pick a song. And this week I picked Take No Prisoners by the band Megadeth. Oh, very convenient. We had Dave on the on the show this this week, uh, highlighting Dave's cameos. And I was actually listening to this album during a bit of a road trip, and it just made the 45 minutes that I was listening to it absolutely fly by. It's a great road trip album. It's a basically perfect album. And this is my favorite song. My favorite, my and possibly my favorite lyric that Megadeth uh, wrote, which is, uh, don't ask what you can do for your country. Well, ask what, what your country, country can do for you. So you get to hear, you get to hear Davis thing say, shit. <laughs> Take no shit. Uh, and Marty Friedman is just unbelievable. Like the solos are so fucking yes. orgasmic on this album. So you can almost hear the coke through your headphones. <laughs> that album. It's funny because, like, I feel like the album before that, which is so far so good. So what? So what? Um, it sounds like they were doing like maybe Speed or some other kind of like uppers, and then this album, Rust in Pieces, just pure cocaine. Like, you can tell the drug difference between the two albums. They made money off that last album. They could afford the better shit. Mm-hmm. That could be it, too. Uh, so, uh, Darren, what did you pick? Well, this is a momentous occasion because for the first time in 18 months that we've been doing this music break, I played a song from my favorite artist. I, it's been 18 months, and I wow. didn't go, go to that well yet. But I played Weird Al Yankovic, and it was uh, Christmas at Ground Zero. because we're Nice. The Christmas uh, spirit, even though it's three days late, um, it's a Christmas carol. It's sort of a style parody slash pastiche of a Christmas carol, Mm -hmm. but it's about a a nuclear holocaust. So it's very upbeat and happy in tone, but the lyrics are the world's going to end and you're going to be vaporized. And it's an original. It's an original, not a Weird Al parody. Nice. Okay. Sydney. Darren, were you the one recently on the show who recommended the show Yellow Jackets? Yes. I, me and my wife, we binged all of the seven episodes that have aired so far this weekend. Uh, so fucking good. That show is great. really, really good. Unreal. And the song choices, which is it's like mostly like 90s female fronted rock songs, some of which I still listen to to this day. And I was glad to hear some of which I haven't thought about in forever, like the song that I picked, which is Mother Mother by Tracy Bonham, which is a great, like fairly hard rock song that was like a moderate hit in like 1996. And then she like she was like a one hit wonder. She like disappeared. I'm sure she kept releasing shit, but it never got like radio and MTV play. But this song is really, really good. Mm. And it plays during one of the episodes. And uh, yeah, I was like, holy shit, I haven't thought about this song since probably 1996, but it's a really good song. So that's the one I put on the playlist. But like even like the theme song and the score is done by uh, Craig Wedron and Anna Waronker, who are two of my favorite musicians. Craig Wedron was the front man for Shudder to Think, which is a good like DC post-punk band from the 90s. And Anna Waronker was the lead singer of That Dog, which is one of my all-time favorite bands of any kind. And they work together to do like the original 
music for this show, which is awesome. And the, the cast is great. Fucking Melanie Linsky, who is awesome in everything she does. Yeah. She always plays like the bored wife in things, but she always like adds a little something. Next. She's just great. Everything I've ever seen her in, she's great. And she stands out. Christina Ricci plays a fucking lunatic in this fucking Juliet Lewis, basically playing herself. And like it, it, you could tell that Juliet Lewis, the, the wardrobe department was like, OK, fine. You could just dress yourself for this just show up. Yeah, because yeah. she clearly just like she's like hanging out in a hotel room in fishnets. And it's like this character would not dress like this, but Juliet Lewis would. And so that's what they let her do. Um, but it's a really good show. And I really enjoy it. It's got elements of like Lost, elements of Lord of the Flies. It's got horror elements, it's got all sorts of stuff going on. It's a really good show. Yellow Jackets. I love that it's well. I didn't see the seventh one yet. I'm like behind because it aired Sunday. But mm-hmm. uh, I love that it's like six episodes in, and you really still have no idea what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. in terms of the mythology of the show. Yeah. And it's I don't care. Like it's engaging. It's not yeah. slow paced at all. It's like they're just edging you, and it's fucking yeah. fantastic. For sure. Yeah, I'm very, very excited to see where they go with the remaining episodes. Rob, you should watch it too. Yeah, uh, it's definitely on my list. I want to say something about Melanie Linsky too. Is that uh, we, Rob and I, were just discussing "Don't Look Up," mm-hmm. which I also which, saw, which I think is a great movie. But her part in it is so underwritten; it's such a cheat because she is the bored housewife again. Yeah, but with nothing and, else, and there's no stakes. Really. And I feel like you could have just got anybody from central casting to play. It's like a total waste yeah. of her. I also ability. felt that way about Meryl Streep's character in this movie. Yeah, where like I, I really enjoyed could her, have been anybody. Her she was good, but I don't think she brought any like Meryl Streepness to it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I think she's. You could have got anybody. Like, um, what's her name? The one that was in that meme thing with the wink. You know that one? That that actress. I can't think of her name. She's in every comedy now. I'll look it up later. I'll tell you. But she could have played that part. You know what I mean? It doesn't like yeah. it wasn't any. Anything that required the level of Meryl Streep, yeah. really. But it was just like, just, this is a big budget movie. We've got a lot of famous people in it. You want to be in it too? Okay. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like written for Streep. It was written for whichever famous actress agrees to this part. True. Yeah. Also, like the, I, I tell you what I just watched again over the weekend was um, uh, My Name is Dolomite. Did you all see mm. that? Yes. Yeah, I really like it. It was very I, fun. I, just, uh, I, I put that right up there with the. Uh, great eddie murphy movies like i think it's just total career resurgence more than dream girls you know (laughs) i never saw dream girls dream girls is good he's good in it but it's like it's not an eddie murphy part like he's just being an actor and this this is eddie murphy basically being eddie murphy again like he's cursing yeah totally oh so good so good to see him doing that again yeah that was a really good one yeah he was really funny in it too it's like a fun underdog role for him to like yeah excel at and the when they when they're refilming like the when they had to do the scenes where they're shooting the actual movies they did it so perfectly i was sitting there rolling like uh when they're filming these rudy ray moore scenes mm-hmm. from the shit the were you familiar with rudy ray moore uh yeah before? i had, those, I okay. had those records i actually okay. had the records i might still have them here somewhere I love it. That was like a, you know, back of the bus uh, thing, like, you know, quoting Rudy Ray Moore's jokes when I was a kid. I guess by the time the two of you were in school, maybe it was already too old, you know? Yeah, but at that point, it was Eddie Murphy's stand up. Yeah, well, yeah, we had that too. Definitely loved uh, Eddie Murphy's stand up. And even though you listen to it now, it's very problematic. 
Uh, but he's still he's still amazing, still funny. You watch that, you just see the charisma coming off the screen. Like I don't know that there's been any stand-up specials that have that kind of energy like since then that I can think of. He was like a just one of a kind kind of guy. Like he's you could say, you know, there's Richard Pryor, there's George Carlin, they're all Chris Rock. Like they're all different, they're all great, but like his specific thing was just this pure energy coming out. I was like, whoa, what? Like, it, it, it just hits you, you know? It doesn't even hardly matter what he's saying sometimes. Yeah. What and he was, like, also, like, the biggest movie star in the world at that point, too. So it's mm-hmm. a very rare circumstance. He could just do whatever the fuck he wanted at that point. Also, he yeah. was just so charismatic. It kind of doesn't matter what the material is. It's just his delivery was so good. That's what people were almost reacting to. Completely mm-hmm. agree. Um, great fashion sets. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, someone should have told. I mean, I, I know this is probably by design, but that bulge is very distracting. On the, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's the, basically, the, basically there was naked. intent there. Yes, <laughs> basically naked in this. These two. Uh, well, form fitting, let's say. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I also want to mention, of course, our Patreon. Uh, our Patreon. Yes, uh, of course. Uh, we have a Patreon. If you want to support the show, if you like what you hear, you can always hear a little bit more. We do uh, two bonus episodes a month. You can see the video version of the show, and it's only five bucks a month. And this month, we have two great episodes that we posted this month, and uh, we just posted. Uh, a few weeks ago, or on the 15th, that's right, we posted uh, a Hellaware watch-along. Hellaware is the movie that has the song of which the drop that we play all the time about cutting your dick off, N-word. And the movie itself, it was an interesting watch. Uh, I enjoyed enjoyed it a hell of a lot more watching it with the three of you than if I were to watch it alone. So I'm glad we yes. did that together. And at the top of the month, here we go. Cut your dick off. You cut your dick off. Ah. <laughs> uh, top of the month, we did another induction ceremony into the RIPL Livecast Meme Hall of Fame. We talked about your boy Bangs, the Don't Fucking Match guy, and the 9-11 Never Forget song that we did, our tribute to 9-11 victims. <laughs> And which we'd occasionally nine. like to forget yeah uh and uh yeah and so we've definitely had a lot of fun episodes a lot of you have access to all of the bonus episodes we ever did we have watch alongs of the steven seagal movie out for justice uh we have a, a watch along of the undertaker movie escape the undertaker we have plenty of great stuff and also actually, Varg uh, movies. I was gonna say. Oh, that's right. We have uh, we did a, a roundtable about Lords of Chaos, and then we did a watch along of the Until the Light Takes Us documentary, which is brutal. And we really got some great riffs in on uh, on Varg. And so that's at the five dollar tier. If you want bucks for the ten dollar tier, you get to be one of the top live cast. Fans of the week, and you get everything in the five dollar tier. Plus, you get a shout out at the end at the end of the show. Sarah, how do you feel about doing the shout outs as a Dave Mustaine cameo? Uh, 
Uh, maybe half or, and half. Or, I was going to do it as the uh, angry, uh, angry South. Oh, the preacher. Guy. Okay, yeah. Oh, do no, it no, as there. the angry preacher. No, not the angry preacher. There. Oh. Uh, uh, oh, that guy. Yeah, do it as that guy. Sorry. What angry preacher? Anyway, uh, the, one, the guy the one that called, called in last week. He was not angry. That man was full of love. Okay. <laughs> maybe we'll hear from him again one day at two one three wide nut. Fingers crossed. Here's a fucking shout out. All right. I got Eric Benjamin El Dorino. You know, you take we take a lot of shit, but we keep your kiss from drinking piss from a fuck of water fountain. You know, fuck you, Baltimore. Fuck fuck you, Baltimore. That's a different character. Then, uh, fuck is him. I am Mandy Mays. Keep a keep on that fucking thing that those guys in Borough Park wear on their fucking heads. I had to do fucking fix a copier out there last week. I hate doing that model. Then the Robert Ganoush, aka Justin. That sounds like some shit dating them fucking Turkish places. Not interested. Gives me fucking agita. Shashashashashash. The Robber Vampiro. Hugo Lysagos. Again, agita. I can't be putting that shit in there. They always ask me spicy or not spicy. I say, give me a number one. Give me a half a number one. That's all I could take. <laughs> all right. Fucking Landa Danks. LaCroix. Corey and Scotty H and Doug Pigman. Uh, that's why you be calling me a fucking poker club as a fucking pigman because I be stuffing my fucking face with fucking cannolis and pasta fazuli. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, who gave Rob the hickey? I want to fucking know who gave Rob the hickey. It's been four fucking years. <laughs> fucking tell him already. <laughs> Scooby Doo 182. Douglas, who are you loving? Hey, guys, it's Josh. Listen, I gotta go. My fucking car's gonna get towed. I stand here talking to you, motherfucker. I'll be all walking there. Get some shvuya, All right. <laughs> Ciao. All right. There we go. Thank you. And that's our show. Thank you for tuning in. We love you. Hopefully, you have a, a great rest of your 2021 and we'll see you in 2022.